0: Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Authentic Audience Podcast. My name is Krista Ritma, and I am your host. This episode we recorded in Boulder, Colorado, snowy, sunny, beautiful Boulder. It's been a really beautiful week, lots happening towards the end of the year, and we got to spend a really beautiful week with Trevor and Emery Hall. So that's right. My most requested guest, Trevor Hall, is finally on the show. Timing is everything. I'm so glad it worked out. So happy to know Trevor. If you don't know him, he is an amazing musician, singer, songwriter, and dear, dear friend of me and Clay's. On this episode, we talk a lot about um, the professional life of a musician. um, When you turn your passion into your career and the responsibilities that go along with that talk about his spiritual path. We talk about Maharaji, our favorite subject, other than Emery, of course. And Trevor shares some deep personal stories and insights into the world of music. I love Trevor. I'm a huge fan. I was a huge fan before we became friends, and I'm an even bigger fan now. I can tell you firsthand, he is one of the most real, authentic, brilliant, People that I have ever, ever known. And I am lucky to know him. I'm lucky to call him a friend. I am super proud of this conversation. This is a fun one. I really enjoyed it. And I hope you do too. Raised on an island in South Carolina, singer-songwriter Trevor Hall realized at a young age that music was more than just a passion. It was rather his life's art. Trevor's music, a blend of roots and folk music, is imbued with a deep love of Eastern mystics... mysticism. Is that how you say that?
1: Mysticism. Thank you.
0: Along with numerous (laughs) pilgrimages to India, he has also completed a series of sold-out tours and collaborations with artists such as Ziggy Marley, Jimmy Cliff, Michael Fronte, Xavier Rudd, John Butler Trio, Modest Yahoo, and Nako and Medicine for the People. The Fruitful Darkness was Trevor's first independent release, supported by his fans known as The Villagers, became the number one music campaign of its kind in 2017, and premiered at number four on the iTunes alternative charts. In addition to being one of my all-time favorite musicians, Trevor has become a brother to me, a best friend to my husband, and we share a strong belief that really ties us both together. We both believe Emory Hall to be our soulmate.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Did you plan that out?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Trevor. Oh,
2: God. <laughs> my soulmate. My soulmate. No, my soulmate.
0: <laughs> I mean, how does it feel knowing that we're stuck together for the rest of our lives? Oh,
2: it's a mixture of um joy and fear. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um I mean, we really are stuck together. So, we've had a fun run the yeah. last couple of years. Um maybe we should just start by talking about how we met. Do you remember?
2: I remember when you came, you came into the house. Yeah. I remember like like, cause, cause you came to, you came because
0: we came, I came to meet with the BCC.
2: Oh, that's why.
0: And we yeah, had been yeah. talking, Emery and I a lot, but you and I hadn't had a lot of like communication at that None, point.
2: No, you were kind of this mythical <laughs> figure to me. <laughs> yeah. Emery was like, oh, I met this, I met this girl. And, you know, and I was like hearing all about this KJ Letco. Yeah. And then, uh, but I do remember like being in the kitchen and like, you know, the car pull up and I'm like, who who is this girl that my wife was like obsessed with? Yeah. And then, uh, I remember you walking in and you just, it's so crazy how you never, you just never know how a person's going to be in your life. Yeah. Right. When you meet them.
0: I know. Well, you were rehearsing all day for something with the, Oh, for oh, it the, was
2: the Thanksgiving show? No, no, no.
0: you were re- rehearsing for Fruitful Darkness album release. Oh, shit! That's what it was. Oh, and God. the band was here and we went to Bar Taco. Oh,
1: so we didn't God, have God.
0: like a ton of interaction because you, we said oh, hi, we said hello. Trip. And then you went to record and Emery and I had a whole day. Oh, so God. we met back really. up. And what we did when we came home is you read my chart.
2: Oh, I read your chart?
0: The first night we met, you What's... read my chart. We sat outside right down there and you read my chart.
2: Oh, my God. Good memory.
0: Yeah. And I felt very like...
2: Was it good or was it not good?
0: Well, you know my chart. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. And then I remember... I'm like looking
2: at your chart. I'm like, how can I say this in a nice (laughs) way?
0: (laughs) It was great. I recorded it. And then I went upstairs and I called Clay. Uh And it was just like such an exhale because you're so normal. Uh-huh. And you sometimes don't know, you know, right, with right. these, like, spiritual celebrities <laughs> how, how woo-woo they're going to be. And right, right. I came upstairs, sat in your shrine room, right. and called uh, Clay and was like, oh, my God, he's so human. You're going to love him.
2: Oh, cool. God.
0: Yeah. And then I guess the rest is kind of history. That was only,
2: like, a year ago. No,
0: it was almost two years Oh,
2: two years ago. Okay. Yeah,
0: almost two years okay. ago. But we've been spending a lot of time together.
2: hmm we
0: and have. um <laughs> <laughs> we've had a really fun week. We've
2: had a fun week. So
0: tell me um how you're feeling in this moment. What's happening with you? All the things.
2: All the things. Um in this moment, well, I'm sad that you're leaving today. Yeah. You and Clay, I don't know what we're going to do. Yeah,
0: we've um, had a really good week. Yeah,
2: we have. Um yeah, in this moment, I'm just the, around the around the holiday times, I usually get a little kind of uh, what's the word like frenetic or something. Mm. Cause I think I just pick up on the general like consciousness of like, everybody's rushing. A lot of people are traveling. Everybody's rushing to get like whatever gifts and like shopping and consumer. It's, I don't know. It gets, yeah. Yeah. And, and, or people are like trying to close out the year in a good way. So I think I generally, I kind of, at this time of year, I always get a little like like ah, yeah, well, you are sensitive. Bro. I'm sensitive. Yeah, yeah you know. <laughs> and I'm waiting for. I kind of wait for that. I love New Year's. Yeah, I like love New Year's. So I'm just kind of like feeling a little like oh, I just want to get a
1: breath. Yeah. At, towards the well, New
0: Year's. I think we should congratulate you because it's been. A big year,
1: yeah, it has. and we
0: just had the Spotify wrap up come out, which, we by did. the way, what a fabulous app! But that's for another conversation. <laughs> um, and you had fifty-two million
2: was that streams, at? yeah,
0: over the last year, yeah. and three million hours of yeah. Trevor Hall—three million plus. Jeez. That's a lot of Trevor Hall yeah, playing. Is too much. How does that feel? Like actually,
2: uh, it just it's kind of it's kind of like you can't wrap your head around it yeah in a way it doesn't like
0: 52 million people it doesn't
2: yeah it definitely doesn't it's like doesn't compute
0: yeah like
2: properly to me I'm yeah. just like whoa and then I just kind of move on but, but it's but, cool yeah it's amazing it's like it's thick. amazing like it definitely gives you um because I think as an artist you you know there's a degree of separation that yeah. comes from um being like whatever an artist or whoever you are to like the your group of fans or your community um there is a a wall some type of weird separation so some you you know like at least for me it's like when i play you know, I hear people's uh, comments and feedback and how much whatever music has like affected their lives or done for them. And that's yeah. really beautiful. But, you know, that's only like here and there. Yeah. Tidbits. So when you are able to kind of see these like, I don't know, these like numbers and stuff, it's right. you are kind of, it does like where, cause there's a lot of moments when you are on your journey, you know, where you question yourself, am I making a difference or, Um, what is this doing or like all this stuff? And really, it's that connection, uh, that makes you feel alive. And keeps you going. So when I see the numbers like that, that was one thing it gave. It's like, oh man, like
1: keep going,
2: keep going. Yeah. 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 Cause, Please there's, keep going. yeah, yeah Cause there's so many times, you know, yeah, for me where know. I'm just like, oh man, I don't know if I can keep doing this. I
0: know. Well, you've been doing it for a really long time. So long, yeah. yeah. And before we get into my questions, speaking of mm-hmm. that, one thing that hit me this year is you mm-hmm. and John Mayer have been touring for like a similar amount of time uh-huh. and he's just coming out with new songs right. and I was at a show and all we wanted to do. So he's on tour right. for a new album, right? Right. But everyone wants to hear the old stuff, right? Right. And I think yeah. that's so funny because it's like the reason why you go on tour, right? Is to premiere or like you know promote your new album but then half the people there just want to listen to the old stuff and it didn't like click for me until I was at his show Uh for whatever reason Uh and all we were thinking about was you which is what happens now when we go to shows so thanks (laughs) a lot you've like ruined our concert going experience oh lord we're like how many room how many seats does this hold and like
2: you get there you're like this is so much better than (laughs) Trevor's concerts
0: (laughs) No, honestly, it's usually Travel the other way a around. long way to go. We find ourselves missing your shows, but it like clicked for me like how long you've actually been doing this because right. and then you know we have you have these new songs like you came out with Fruitful Darkness last year coming right. out with a new album but then like everyone wants to hear like Lion, Tree, and Green like Green Mountain State right how many plays it was something crazy like yeah,
2: I think this year it had like ten, 10 million million plays, plays, which is so crazy because you know, that song was not um, intended to be like a right. single or intended to be whatever, you know, like it, the the label at that time and, and my team at that time were like, oh, that album, Chapter of the Forest and whatever. This is just kind of like his passion project, you know, like <laughs> whatever. They know. And all the, all the, and I kind of felt that way too, in a way, because I wasn't really trying to like, I don't know, but there's other albums in the past where you have pressure from labels or whoever to write like a single. Yeah. And usually those songs are never everybody's favorite because I feel like people can feel you trying. Yeah. You know? So it's interesting. It's interesting that that song, Green Mountain State, is like, Mountain State like and Lime Street, like yeah, at yeah.
0: every show, people it's just so go funny. crazy. Yeah, it's just funny, and it's interesting to me because knowing you now, like mm-hmm. I didn't know you when you wrote those songs, and right. you're like such a different human. Right, right,
1: right. So does
0: it like take you back, or do you just turn it on and you just play the song, or like
2: take me back me to like, like
0: the person you were? I always uh, think about this when I'm like thinking about writing a book. I'm like, right. will I feel the same way in 20 years? Because it's sort right. of like this lasting right thing.
2: Yeah, I think you never, you know, you never meet the same river twice. Mm. And um, every night, even though you may be playing that song every night, um, I honestly do visit it in a different way. Or I'm like, you know, I I usually do kind of am, am to answer your question, transported back to a place or the theme of that place when it was written, you know, like I think about those things. And in that way, the songs can kind of be like these measurements mm-hmm. of yourself, of your growth, of your um, journey in a way. You know, it's like interesting because yeah. you you're able to reflect. And But yeah, it's just I just try to let the song sing me rather than me sing the song, you know, so.
0: So humble. <laughs> So (laughs) humble. No, you really are. I feel like the only way I can, the only thing I can relate that to, because we talk about Um, this all the time. We talk a lot, Trevor Mm and I. Mm -hmm. And, um... I don't know what it feels like to be on stage in front of, you know, so I'm constantly saying I don't, I can't even imagine right, right. being in this position. But to that extent, it's like my tattoos, right. like thinking about, oh, you yeah. know, my tattoo 100%. I got when I was 18. Yeah. I obviously wouldn't get it now, but it's
2: yeah. part of my I story. I feel the same way about my tattoos. Yeah. I always tell people that more than the meaning of the specific tattoo, it's like a meaning of the time I was in. You exactly. Know? It's like a timeline.
0: Well, I love it. So speaking of new songs, yeah. um, we weren't talking about new songs, but I've had a chance for the first time because I came into the Fruitful Darkness. It was done.
2: It was finished. Um, yeah.
0: And so I've had a chance now this last year like to like be, not be a part of, but witness
1: right, right. the
0: song making process for the new album, which by the way, it's right. going to be so good. Um, But it's really personal. Right. And it's usually just like you by yourself until like 6 a.m., you right. know, Very, like, personal, intimate experience. Mm -hmm. And my question is, um, knowing that 10,000 people are going to be possibly hearing these Mm -hmm. songs, by the way, we just, we (laughs) announced Red Rocks. We announced Red Rocks. (laughs) We're headlining Red Rocks. <laughs> if, if you didn't know, Trev is headlining Red Rocks May first, and that was just announced. So another congratulations! Thank you so much. But um, knowing that mm-hmm. does that affect the songwriting process?
2: No. no, no, it doesn't. No, it it it. Um, that's why songwriting and the process of making music is is so healing. I think it's because everything else kind of falls away. You know, it's kind of a place of spaciousness for me that um, I'm not thinking about pleasing anybody. I'm not thinking about, I'm just not thinking. You know, when it's really going well, I'm just not thinking I'm out of my story. And it's so ironic because like the whole project is like Trevor Hall and it's your face on Instagram. You know, it's like, but it's like.
0: That's my favorite thing is when we were in, this has happened a couple of times. You're like, oh, I'm in town. We were like checking out at like a store and they're like, oh, where are you in town for? And you're like, oh, my band's playing. And they're like, what's the name of your band? And you go. (laughs)
2: i don't know it's like i don't know what to say you know it's like oh it's just it's me (laughs) yeah it's just me yeah you know but it's not
1: exactly i know i know and
2: that's kind of the the strangely like i like to call it like a divine paradox in a way because it's like um you begin to see yourself from another position Mm
1: -hmm. right you
2: begin to see yourself as a witness almost Mm -hmm. rather than like i'm in the story and like i think like you Mm -hmm. can easily like make it your story if you want but that's just not my style and and um so to get back to like the music process like when the songs are coming through you know i'm not i i don't want to be involved Mm. you know, from the ego sense. I don't want to be involved. I want it to just come through and speak and, like, um, and me just translate, I guess, what's coming through, you know? So I'm not thinking about, oh, man, like, I'm going to, you know, all these people are going to hear this at Red Rocks. or like this and that. Like, yeah. all that comes later. All that comes after. Uh, the songwriting process for me is very, like, a lonely place almost. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't want to, not in a bad way, just, like, some people do really well with songwriting with other people, mm-hmm. you know, or like collaborating, which I, I like to do. But my most intimate, like some of my most precious times of my life are when I am alone in that room, you know, with the door closed and these vibes are coming through. and I'm just in a place of space and non-judgment and non-thinking. And it's just creation. It's just raw, fresh energy that you're just witnessing yeah
0: well I was I it was funny because when Emery and I were in Nepal Mm -hmm. you had a lot of time alone I did yeah and I feel like a lot of these songs were written in that time
2: oh yeah a lot I mean I was
0: like you were just like every night
2: it was weird I mean I was in I mean I, I guess it wasn't weird but I usually it usually happens where I have like I'm not like so much consistent I think and so I'll I'll have like this burst where it's like a week I'm just every day boom 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 and then maybe like two months go by yeah you know so I was definitely having this zone while while you guys were away and I was like sending you guys all the songs like is this cool or is this whack well that was my (laughs) next
0: question is like so I got to listen to a lot of them like super raw super cool when Emery would like let me she does this like weird control thing and you send us a new (laughs) song where I, like, don't get to hear it for, like, until she, like, decides I'm allowed to hear it. But whatever. That's that's our karma. Um, but at what point are you like, this is really good? You know, at what point does that observer mm-hmm. that you're talking uh-huh. about sort of, like, understand? Because it, it, mm-hmm. I, I've watched you do it, and you really do remove yourself from it. And that's why it's hard for people to be like, oh my God, you've changed my life or you've healed me because you really don't believe that it is you. Right. Um, but you are the vehicle. You look the way you do. You sound the way you do. Right, so people right. can resonate. You know, that's part of, we both struggle with this part of our spiritual journey. But right.
1: um,
0: that being said, at what point does that like click and we are like, this is really fucking good.
2: Uh, it's, it's, it's a good question. I think like, For me, it's like in the process, you know, it's how it makes me feel, you know, inside, you know, where I'm, where if it's not about like, oh man, this is really good. It's like, wow, this is making me feel like, Mm -hmm. like, like I'm feeling the thing Yeah. or, you know, all the things as KJ would say, you know, (laughs) it's just like, it's a, it's not, it's a slight difference of me not saying, "Oh, this is really good, but this is making me feel that feeling. And that feeling for me is like it's it's a it's like a reminder. Mm. You know, it's like, oh man, this is this is possible or this is um, inside you or this is this space is inside you. You know, the sound is bringing me back all these sounds. the music is bringing me to a place of silence which is kind of really cool and and interesting. And when that feeling happens, that's when I get excited and I want to share it. I'm like, oh, my God. And then you text it. Yeah, I'm like, yo, like, what do you think of this? Yeah. And then sometimes after, you know, that feeling, you know, your mind starts to come in and you're like, oh, is this good or... Yeah. Is, and then that part kind of sucks but the, the initial part is <laughs> the really initial excitement the initial is excitement awesome. is really beautiful
0: well I mean as is the life of an artist <laughs> yes I think yeah, you know yeah. it's definitely a roller coaster and you know I can attest to that being mm-hmm. Trevor's friend it's a lot of <laughs> up and down but I mean it's a lot of up and down being my friend a lot of people <laughs> ask me that they're like Um, What's it like being friends with Trevor Hall? You know, and I always what do you
2: say? Answer honestly.
0: It's it's an adventure. (laughs) Um, it's you're an adventure. Nice. Like, you never know when I call or, like, when I FaceTime, like, what's going to be going on <laughs> on the other end. But I sort of feel like that's the same thing about being friends with me.
2: Yes, yeah, true. Trevor
0: and I are definitely more alike, and Emery and Clay yeah, are more so alike.
2: True. That's very true. So, so
0: we're usually true. the ones having, like, an experience. <laughs> that's true.
2: That's, <laughs> so, true. That's, a, that's a very kind way of putting
0: it. <laughs> As Clay says, I understand you're having an experience, but I cannot take responsibility. <laughs> i
2: saying that so oh my God. Ugh. But it's
0: why we all get along so well and it's we're true. very lucky. It's um true. the four of us are very, very close mm-hmm. and I'm just, you know, grateful for the dynamic. And our friend asked us the other night, we went out to a party and he said, you know, what's your secret? How do you guys do it? And I said, we don't put up with each other's shit.
2: Yeah, that's true.
0: And we really don't. That's true. Like we call each other out so in the moment. And it's not always very like nice or polite, but it's coming from such a place of like, I know you can be better.
1: Right. And
0: I like see the best version of you. And I'm holding you accountable to that version. And you're not behaving right. that way right now like that's Trevor, really
2: well said that's well said and yeah. you can't do that with everybody no. you know and when you find people yeah like that it's it's a breath of fresh air yeah, yeah.
0: like you said to me yesterday i want you to stop using the word hate oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then, but that's like and you know you didn't say it that lovingly as i just said it but it's like coming from a place of like I know you to be better than that. Yeah, well, I
2: explained why. Exactly.
0: And you, like, are too bright to be, you know, saying, I hate this or I hate that. And I tend to make, like, extreme statements. So it's those kinds of things that, um, you know, make it flow. But anyway, (laughs) back to my question. Um, Talking about... the work like you were uh-huh. just saying and how you know you kind of go in these bursts mm-hmm. okay so one of my favorite authors who I've tried to get you guys to read but I'm not sure if you have Stephen Pressfield he wrote mm-hmm. The War of Art and a book called Turning Pro mm-hmm. and Turning Pro is about when you take your passion your art and you turn it into a career there's like mm-hmm. professional responsibilities right, like you right. don't just get to like make music whenever you want when it's right. your career there's like responsibility yeah so my question is you know watching this new album be made I'm as like a fan um like okay I'm ready for another song
1: right, you know right. and your
0: management is like okay we gotta like start cranking on this new album and also your bills and right. your rent right and your whole livelihood is like reliant on like inspiration striking right, right and my question is like what's the line between like I'm gonna write a new song and also we need to drop a new album by X date. Mm -hmm. And how do you sort of like navigate Hmm. that? Because it really is like all of your songs are not rushed. Mm -hmm. You know, I've seen it happen. It's very organic, but also like you have to pay a rent.
2: Yeah. Oh man. I get scared by that (laughs) question. (laughs) Um, It's so real. Well, it's, it, 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 uh, It's scary. It's scary. Like I, um, I've definitely. I guess. How could you say? I I guess when I'm making music, when I'm in the process of making music, or like this and that, or whatever, I'm not thinking about livelihood, or I'm not thinking, is this my job, or I'm not thinking like anything like that. Thank God, right? Like really, like thank God. Um, And I think my fear. My fear has always been like, um, of one day thinking that, Mm. you know, of one day being like, I gotta write a new album because I gotta whatever, pay for this, or I gotta like buy this house. Or I think that's the fear, um, for me because, you know, when you find something in your life that is so pure and, um, healing for you. Uh, especially in a day and age right now where everything is made into a product, right? You know, every sacred thing is somehow made into a business, right? Um, it it just kind of freaks me out, you know. I never want that, and yeah. I understand. I'm not denying my responsibility. I understand. I have a responsibility of of supporting my family and um, supporting my partner, or you know. God willing, one day if we have children, like, I have to support my children. You know, all those things come with the duty of being a
0: professional a, a artist. Professional artist. Yeah. yeah, you
2: know. But I don't want to, I never want to think that way when it comes to music. Because music is, um, at least not during the process. Right. Maybe afterwards, like, I need to, like, yeah, be, play the game. You know, like, there's a beautiful... Quote in India, they say, you know, bathe in the river, but don't get your hair wet. You mm. know? where it's like you can play the game but not be affected by the game, you know. And um I think that all that that part, it's okay for it to come later. You know, you have to be smart and all these things, but I never want that to be the the uh goal goal or or the um the reason why I'm making a song. Right. You know, because then it just I feel it in my body. I feel like I'm not being authentic, I feel like I'm not being truthful to myself and and it just gets on me and I just feel really gross. But I've definitely battled with that in the past, you know, so much just with because you know I got into business like so young, you know, I, know. I was so well, young. looking
0: at the and
2: you had all these people that are telling you to do this and do that, and when yeah. you're young, you know, you're forming your identity and. Usually, and then if you have all these older people who you kind of like, oh, they must be right because they're old people. I don't know, <laughs> They you know. Um, it, it was just confusing. So i yeah. definitely had to like find my way, you know, I guess.
0: Well, I ask because it feels very authentic and this podcast is like a business podcast. And mm-hmm. I think the other thing, so the other thing that he says mm-hmm. is the artist, the professional mm-hmm. doesn't wait for inspiration to strike. Mm-hmm. Inspiration strikes every morning at 9am when I sit down and I write. Right, And I find that with you that it's not like, oh, I have to put out an album, but it's like, oh, like you you sort of put the intention out there mm-hmm. that, like, it's kind of like time to start thinking about getting back in the studio. Yeah. And then it just sort of happens. It, and to me, that is the difference between a professional and mm-hmm. somebody who's just, you know, writing right. And Emery does it too. And I've watched her do it. Like, you know, it's time to get ready to announce Nepal. And then mm-hmm. it just starts coming through her. Yeah. So it's not so much like, It's this really beautiful balance of like, this is a business, you know, we're going to start thinking about a new album, but then also randomly we get a new song at like 2 a.m. your time,
1: right? you know, when we're, (laughs) you know, so it's
0: not like... I don't know. I, I I think you understand what I'm trying to say. Like I think you do do the things that you have to do, but it stays from like a very pure and like organic and authentic place. You you yeah, found it. Yeah, I think it, to it, comes,
2: it just comes naturally. Like you know, like okay, this it's now time for a new album. I'm feeling that. Like, what do we need to do to? Yeah. Present this, you know, because when the music comes, you know, you obviously want to give it your all, right? You know, you want it to be served to as many people as it can be and um, whatever you want, each song that you've so lovingly, you know, kind of nurtured to see as much light as it can, you know? Um, And I think that just comes for me, at least it comes naturally. It's like, okay, now it's time to not worry about whatever writing and stuff. Now it's time to worry about the business part of this. Right. And it's just like, okay, like just be in this, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but, but, to get back to the original thing, like I don't want that part to come First. during the writing. Right. Part. Yeah. yeah. That part, right that, that kind of freaks me out. You know, yeah. I'm always scared of that. You know, I'm always scared of, Oh, I'm going to be affected by whatever the, the business and the fame and the, all this stuff. And, but I have a good partner, you know, to kind of slap me across the face if that yeah. ever happens, you know.
0: And two best friends I would never yeah, lie. Yeah, yeah,
2: and two to. crazy best friends <laughs> that, that, that I'm so thankful for. No, just
0: <laughs> it's funny, though, because... You know, going back to people who ask me, you know, because we were fans Mm -hmm. before we met you. Yeah, yeah. And there is a difference. And it's like you said, you know, you're sort of observing yourself when you're in that place. And it's really the same thing with Emery, too. Like, there's Emery, my best friend. And then there's the Emery in Nepal. Mm -hmm. And I kind of relate that to Trevor and Trevor on stage. Right,
1: right. Like,
0: Emery in Nepal, like, in a village with her camera. Right. Like, speaking fluently to like these little children or this ama or whatever right. is like the equivalent to you on stage right, right. to me it's like it's still you
1: mm-hmm.
0: but it's like this like purpose that like I, I i don't know how to describe it but it's like exactly what you're supposed to be doing mm. but at the same time that's like very separate from the Trevor that we like go skiing with and like play right. bananagrams with <laughs> right and, right <laughs> You know, other things. Lose
2: to banana
1: granos. Yeah, <laughs>
0: Trevor's on a winning roll. <laughs> um, but yeah, and it's just kind of different. And I think the same thing goes, you know, for like our business.
1: Right, right. Like,
0: you know, me on on a call, you just don't have to listen to me on calls whereas I have to listen to you (laughs) saying so (laughs) but it's like it's separate and as silly as that sounds like marketing and what I do and helping Mm -hmm. people and you helped me sort of like identify what it is I'm doing does feel purposeful Mm. to me and the way you said it is you're like you know reminding people they can fly or you know sharing you know reminding people of their gifts and then everybody needs that and that's what I am really doing when I'm on my calls and when I'm like doing all that stuff but it's very separate from like me running around you know being an asshole with you guys
2: <laughs> well it's kind of like yeah, it's when you're in your your um your kind of it's like almost like when you're in your natural state or your like flow state Yeah, you know like I remember uh my my one of my mentors my dearest you know mentors uh, Usha uh she one time told me that the feeling that you have when you play music, you need to grow into your everyday life.
1: Mm.
2: And I was like, oh, I never thought of it like that. You know, she's like, it's right there. You know, you're feeling this when you're in your um, natural, I guess, state, you can say when you're in your flow or whatever it is, all those words. She was just like, you need to bring that, you know, into when you're washing the dishes, when you're, checking the mail when you're going shopping for groceries, you know? And, um, it's like, Whoa, yeah, you're, you're right. Like, that's interesting.
1: Yeah. Like,
2: where you're in your, where you're, it's like, you're in a space where you're not the doer right? anymore, you know? And when she always used to, she always says, um, you know, when you realize you're not the doer, that's when the magic can happen. Mm.
0: And, I actually do. It's so crazy because we have such different, like, mm. Careers or purposes uh-huh. or whatever, dharma, whatever uh-huh. you want to call it. um But I feel that way when I'm giving my like, you know, I do this 90 minute deep dive or whatever. And at right. the end of it, it's like I totally blacked out.
2: Yeah. It's like I don't even just, know what I yeah, said. Yeah. But that's what it, that's what the yeah, magic is. And it's, it's like, like,
0: and it's the only thing I can compare to what you do because I'm obviously not on stage in front of all these people or whatever. But it's this thing that, you know, people are like, oh, well, you're worth X right. amount an hour. Right. And it's actually not right. me. Right. It's the it's, it's whatever is going to pour out of me right. that's going to change your business. It's going to be what you need to hear. And right. I trust in it so much. Same thing with this podcast, actually. Like, mm-hmm. I trust in who my producer books or, mm-hmm. like, the timing of when people book. Or, right. You and I, it took a while for me to, like, ask you. Yeah, it's on-
2: like, what's going on? <laughs> like, when is, is, does she just not, like, want me on her podcast? Or <laughs> what is the situation? The
0: reason why <laughs> Because I've had so many requests. Yeah, please explain
2: to me why it's <laughs> taking you so long.
0: Because I feel like you get so many requests. Yeah, you know?
1: but it's it's, and it's your annoying. podcast. I know,
0: and it's annoying. Um, you know, and even I, as like this little person in your world, like the people that have come through the woodworks that like want to meet Trevor or okay,
2: don't diminish yourself. Though. How do you think I felt on the couch? Like when new podcast with so-and-so <laughs> then like a week later, new podcast. With, I'm like, Oh God, this is like,
0: I just didn't want it to be like another ass. I'm, I'm
2: just giving you. And so time.
0: that's why it took me a long time. But then I realized that, that this was is really like, stupid. You know,
2: I'm just explaining to everybody. This is my therapy. I just beat up, verbally <laughs> abused Krista like every single day. That's why she's such it's a good. It's really
0: healing, right?
2: Yeah, it's really healing
1: for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, it took me a while to ask because I just I love our friendship.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, I,
0: I and we've like have such a beautiful space where we actually don't work together
1: yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah,
0: and we did at mm-hmm. the beginning. Um, you were having some transitional stuff, so we were taking over some things, right. social media marketing, whatever. And you have this epic team. Now and we just get to be friends, right? And I like value that so much. I get it, I get it. But also, the podcast, like, I don't get paid to do it, there's no like business incentive other than I fucking love it, right?
1: right. And
0: I love our conversations and think that you know it's about time people hear that. So, I'm happy you're here.
1: (laughs) Um,
0: okay, so speaking of all of this stuff, um, Mm -hmm. that we struggle with. Um, something that you and I both struggle with Mm. and also celebrate Mm -hmm. um, is our spiritual journey and the impact on our business and just on our lives. And with you, like you're a huge teacher for me, Mm. Um, you know, we laugh a lot, we joke a lot, but like my favorite times are like staying up till Mm 3am, just listening to you tell stories of India.
1: Right. right. And
0: (laughs) you gave me like on my third trip here, my first photo from my shrine. So like, We have this crazy, fun relationship, but we're also, you know, there's death. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) There's death there, There I swear. Um, Anyway, so for you, you know, spirituality is like a huge part of Mm. who you are. And to even say it's a part of you, it's like it is you. Right,
1: right. And
0: I think, you know, I knew that you were spiritual, obviously, before I met you. But now I realize, like, how much... Like it mm-hmm. is your whole life devoted mm-hmm. is, is the word I use. And so now, like, I was always curious, like why you didn't share more of mm-hmm. that, like the chanting and yeah, yeah. all of that stuff. And now like the deeper I get, thanks to you and Emery in in large part, mm-hmm. the more I sort of understand mm-hmm. why, mm-hmm. like you keep a lot of that. So, so, so sacred and My question is, I have a couple questions around this, because I know this is, like, a conversation we both have a lot, is, like, when do you decide or how do you decide to, like, share a story of Maharaji on stage and, like, Mm -hmm. bring, like, you just did this huge thing, um with the Boulder Theater. Because right. Maharaji's whole thing is, I talk about Maharaji a lot on here, so people know, um, is feed everyone. Right,
1: right. You know,
0: feed people. Right. And so that's what you've, like, started bringing into this thing, and how does that feel? And And so that's my first question, is, mm-hmm. like, when do you decide to, like, share a story, or, like, go there, or, like, make a song that's, like, very obviously mm-hmm. about your path? Because they all are. Right. But some of them are, like,
2: Oh no, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely. I haven't figured it out. Yeah, you know, it's definitely um, tricky, I guess. You know, because uh, just in my own experience, it's just my experience. You know, um, you know, when I when I when Maharaji first came into my life, you know, when I was sixteen years old of uh, seventeen from like this yeah. small town in South Carolina. Um, I was completely in love with him, you know. I and I didn't care about if it made sense or not. I mean, you know, here I am, this kid, you know, imagine my parents, like <laughs> I come back from boarding school. I'm like, I love this man in a blanket, you know, from <laughs> India. And I talk to him and they're like, What the heck? Where do we, you know, oh
1: my God, you but,
2: but but um I, you know, I found something that just lit me on fire. And I wanted to, I wanted it to light everybody else on fire. Mm-hmm.
0: I
1: so get.
2: That. I wanted to share it with everybody, and I wanted everybody to feel the way I felt because it felt so amazing to be in love, you know. And the painful part of that process was not everybody's gonna mm. feel that, and um, not everybody's gonna feel. Because I was ignorant, you know, not everybody's going to feel the same way as you, and or not everybody's going to think that Maharaji's special or mm. this and that, and that kind of like hurt me in a way, you mm. know. Or, um, or what, what what was interesting was I would find somebody that would relate to Maharaji in a way that wasn't the way I related, mm. and then I'd question, oh, am I? Am I? Am I? Is my relationship? Trevor, with, him, with the question. Yeah, is my relationship with him like not? Is it supposed to be like that or like you know? Yeah. And it it just got so confusing, and um, for me, you know, it's difficult because you know I sing about what's in my heart and I sing about what inspires me, and obviously these things inspire me. Um. So I want to share that I want to share what inspires me. I just have to like remember that like um it's not going to inspire everybody the same way mm-hmm. and everybody's going to take something I guess from it and you have to just leave that. You're not in control of that, you know. But you know, Maharaji said something So interesting, you know, It's it's so interesting today too, you know, just like everybody, social media and, you know, all these things where we're just, we're just documenting every moment of our lives and every emotion and all these things. Maharaji said, you know, you you shouldn't talk about your, um, your wife, your wealth or your sadhana or else they'll go away, you know? And, um, all of my teachers, you know, um, my gurus and mentors have all said the same thing too they said that you should keep those that uh, your practice or your relationship with your beloved in the innermost chamber of your heart you know
1: yeah
2: and um and over time I've learned that they're correct because when you release those things from your uh I guess being um it loses some. Something, some magic, you know, and like, you know, when I'm in India, and I'm sitting in front of my teacher, you know, he's telling me many stories, and he's telling me all, but he's not disclosing his own personal, like, you know, realizations in his own meditation. So right. I think there's like well, a, that's it. Yeah, I think you just that, hit on yeah, it. Yeah, there and is I just this, kind of this boundary, you know, where like I love talking with you and sharing stories. I've shared with you like intimate stories, you right? Know, yeah, but I'm not like going, you know, really right. telling you my mantras right. or like telling right. you know whatever, you know. And it and then and then on top of that. It makes it ten times trickier when you're in this kind of public stage right. setting, right. right? You know where you're. Um, you kind of have more eyes on you than perhaps an, a normal or just a everyday whatever person, you know. Right. Um, which I am. I'm just saying that it's you're just, really famous. You, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Don't <laughs> be asking me right now. <laughs> you know. So you're like it's, so that famous. makes that makes me more on my guard. Yeah. And I think um, now. I've gotten more almost more private. Yeah. Rather than uh in, in in the earlier days I would just like wouldn't care. Right. I would just sing about whatever and like exp- yeah. you know, we're we're now it's kind of changed. I've I've kind of I speak about those things, but in a different language. Right. You know. Well, it's
0: more subtle. Well, it's more subtle. Really it's funny. funny. I mean, two things you just hit on. I think the first thing is you don't actually share a lot of your personal experience. It's stor- <laughs> It's storytelling. Yeah, yeah. And that's what you're really good at. Yeah. You're like I a really, really story good story-tell, storyteller. Yeah. And I was recently telling my friend that she sings opera and she would actually get mad at me if she heard me calling it opera, but it's, um, I'm blanking on it, but she sings in another language and I was at her show and I told her next time I want her to explain Mm -hmm. about the song before she sings because it's like so powerful. And I love when you get on stage and you do that. Yeah. And I just realized that when you are telling those stories on stage, you're telling a story about Maharaji. It's not like coming from like, I felt this way or I "I believe this. And I think that's really powerful. And Emery does that too. And we talked a lot about this on my podcast with her just like being people that people do look up to in a spiritual sense yeah um of how you're walking the talk i think the storytelling and the passing along of like you know just information without saying i believe this or you should meditate this yeah. way or, i think that well, that's really i never powerful.
2: like that's also like a huge fear too it's like i don't want to be this this like kind of teacher guru right. thing those things that totally freaks me out yeah. you know and uh you know, I, I don't want anybody to think like, oh, Trevor's telling me
1: to, that I have you to know, do I
2: don't like that, you know, yeah. because, uh, you know, Maharaji didn't tell anything to anybody. Yeah. He just, you know, Krishna Das says so beautifully that he, I'm not trying to compare myself to my, but I'm saying all the people that inspired me, like nobody likes being told what to do. Right. We're all rebellious, right? right. And uh, the way the reason I was so inspired by Maharaji was I think that he never told me what to do in a way. He just just shone like the sun, as Krishna said. Yeah. And flowers don't need a manual on how to bloom.
0: Yeah. You know,
2: and uh, all the people that inspired me in my life, they never told me what to do. Yeah. They just lived their lives full of love and light and and me witnessing that inspired I was like, oh, I wanna feel that. I right. wanna be inspired by that. So um that's just my own, you know, flavor, I guess. That's my own Yeah. What I like. But, you know, so it just everybody's different. I yeah.
0: I mean, but it is beautiful and it's and the other piece that I loved about it is it's it's so subtle that like I had, you know, listened to because we helped, we helped a lot with Fruitful Darkness. So I'd probably right. listened to that album like, I don't know, a million times. <laughs> you're
1: like, oh my and Clay is like-, <laughs> like your biggest fan. So we listened
0: to it in the car all the time. And we were talking late one night and I was like, where can I hear Maharaji's voice? You right, know, like, right. is it recorded? This was during my like, you know, really discovery. I'd read all the books and right. I was talking to Trevor all the time. And, and you're like, oh, he's on the album. I was like, what?
2: oh yeah oh my god i remember that and i was
0: like what i yeah. like totally freaked out because at the very beginning of if i was a warrior yeah it's just him re- saying wrong yeah and th- and then i've now showed that to other devotees right
1: right and
0: they didn't know either and that's how subtle it is right it's like only for y- for him yeah. really yeah you know it's like not for the masses mm. and nowhere does it say that that's Maharaj. Right, it's right, just right. if you pick up on it you pick up on it but right. it's there and that's like who Maharaji is to me like it's always there yeah yeah. so it's really subtle and I I think it's really beautiful how you you know continue to navigate that path yeah and you know learning process the second piece of that that Mm. I'm like really curious to know I don't actually know the answer to this is um do you think that Mm. financial success Mm -hmm. can take away from your spiritual path
2: um do I think that financial in success, your life in my life and
0: like you know this blowing up like
2: <laughs> wait say it again the you know because this is something I success.
0: asked the Baba in uh-huh. Nepal right right and he had an answer for me
2: what did he say
0: well I want to know your answer. So what <laughs> <I can? laughs> but my question is you and I both like struggle with this thing of like business spirituality should we go be you know should I go live in Nepal and like be at the feet or should I be here and you know one thing I will tell you that they said was Mm -hmm. you know be where you are Mm -hmm. and Ram Joss says that and everyone says that but it's you know don't wear orange robes and live in San Francisco right you know go to hot yoga and be in San Francisco you know don't like shave your head go
2: to hot yoga (laughs) that's literally
1: what
0: this fucking <laughs> Mama said to me was like, don't, you know, if you want to like right. be a monk right. or a yogi, right, right. then move to Nepal and be right. a yogi. Right. You know, if you want to be a householder, well, be a householder. But my th- question is around money specifically.
2: Well, money specifically, I think that um it's interesting because, you know, in, in the in in uh uh in kind of like ancient times, I guess you could say. Um, even now, you know, a lot of yogis take a vow of poverty. That's part of their kind yeah. of practice, you know, because, and they do it for a reason, you know, you can't deny it's, it's, uh, their, I guess, I don't know, their path or, their, or, or, or it not working because mm-hmm. it's obviously worked. Right. Right. You <laughs> for know, for yeah, thousands for thousands of years. Yeah. Um, and I think because of stuff like that or whatever, it's very easy for us, uh, myself included to be like, oh, well, you know, money is bad or, or material possessions are bad or like, you know, you kind of go down this rabbit hole and, and, um, it can be just confusing, I think, um, but on at the same time i don't think that like just because you have money doesn't mean you can be you can't be like a spiritual person or be a yogi um you know one of the greatest uh, spiritual uh, characters of of our time sri ramakrishna you know um he, he had instructions, you know, for, for both sides, for people that were going to live this monastic, I guess, lifestyle. And then for people that were at that time in Bengal were, were like extremely wealthy right. people, right. like landlords and aristocrats and artists and all this stuff. And he didn't say, you got to, you know, right. sell your house. And, you know, he said, no, no. He said, what's wrong with you being in the world? What's wrong with that? But he said, you know you should be like a mudfish, right where it, it it it's in the mud, but the mud doesn't stick to it. It just slides right off its body, you know mm. or like he said, for you, you don't have to renounce externally, right mm. you just have to you, you can renounce internally right right So he gave different instructions for each thing and I thought that was so refreshing because um, it's 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 kind of like you know, if everybody was a monk, this world wouldn't continue yeah. if everybody well, was mean, a householder. Yeah. This world wouldn't continue. You yeah. know, um, it—it was—it's just what you, I guess, came in to do. But but to 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 answer the question, like, um, I've definitely had my 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 challenges yeah. with thinking, like, oh man, making this money is is somehow like inauthentic or something. Right. It, it's weird. You know, I know. I well, I have and the same I'm struggle. definitely not like don't have the answer for yeah. you, you know. Um, but I think I've gotten better with it. I think I've I you feel know, like, like even
0: since I've known you.
2: Yeah, I think like well, I think like um the problem isn't again. I asked Ushama one time about this, you know, and and uh you know, she's like money, or or this isn't the problem. You know, it's 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 how it's being treated mm-hmm. and how it's being used. And you know, and you see these people that are very wealthy people that are spending all their money on themselves right. and their own comfort and their own luxuries and all these things. Then you have this money. There are these people that are. Using all their money to help people, to yeah. serve people. Maharaji said this. He said he said money. There's no problem with money. It's how you use it, mm-hmm. you know. And money should be used to serve others. You know. Yeah. Um, imagine if if uh, we had that mentality. I know really. you know there's no problem it's no problem with you know
0: I know uh, we take ourselves so seriously. they take like, it so seriously we both really do
1: yeah yeah it's so annoying I know it's so yeah. annoying
0: and we like constantly call each other out, out and you'll be like stop doing yeah. it and I'm like you take it and you're like I'm telling you it's like, this, like back and yeah. forth of like we're not getting anywhere but we are yeah but what he said to me
1: When I asked
0: this, the Baba, I said, you know, and he wasn't getting my question. And I had to like repeat it multiple times because, you know, at first I said, can you be a yogi and have a business? And he was like, well, of course not. Because Uh, there, a yogi means you have no material possessions. You have taken a vow of poverty. And so then I switched my question to being a householder on a spiritual journey. Right. Like, then can you have abundance? Because I love business. Right. Right. And I love being successful and I love making other people successful. It's like, and to me, you know, success is, you know, financial success and heart success. Like that's real success is when you have success of the heart and financially, it has to be both. But for my job, I literally make other people money. That's like what I do. Right. And so I like struggle with this. And what he said was um you know you you absolutely as a householder can have financial abundance and it will not uh-huh. take away right. from your spiritual growth as long as you keep coming back to visit me that's what he said <laughs> and then also um you know you're always in an integrity mm-hmm. and you're serving others and you're you know sharing it with others yeah. and in that moment i was like i i am in an integrity and i like i make the hard decisions and i like felt mm-hmm. okay with that but it's just, it was cute. And then at the end, I told you the story, but the guy came up to me and he goes, business yogi, like, you okay? And I just start, I mean, like, a... bawling, you know, because <laughs> I take it of... so seriously. Wait, wait, wait. Like,
2: bawling out of sadness? No, or joy. Bawling... Like, just, oh, yeah, like, yeah. I yeah.
0: felt like... um allowed. Like I've been, you know, I feel like not taking bigger risks and doing things in my business sometimes because I'm like, maybe this isn't, you know, spiritually authentic or whatever. And I I just know that we both trust me.
2: I get it. I get it. But the fact that you're the fact that you're even thinking about these things shows your authenticity, you know, like my, one of my teachers says the very desire to be good is goodness. Yeah. itself you know
1: seeking
0: is deep seeking is yeah. enough is what you know
2: some but I you means. know I can't what I, I'm saying but I, I mean I would disagree with him in a way yeah uh, that a yogi can't but because I personally have met householders or whatever that are so far advanced so more advanced than a lot of sadhus I've seen mm-hmm. you know um and I think that it doesn't, you know, Maharaji said it doesn't matter if you're a sadhu or a householder. It only matters how much you love God. Yeah, you know. And so, I, I would dis- I would disagree with him in the in, just in the I sense like of like, yeah. um, you know, you can't to be a yogi like you can't be whatever. Right. How, I think that's I don't think that's true. I think that there's plenty of examples even in um, not only our modern day but even in ancient times like. You know, King Janaka, who is Sita's father, was was uh, considered a realized yogi, and he had all the pleasures of life and palace and all this thing, and and um and it was uh, that he's used a lot as an example right. for for household or for people that are, I guess like in quote in the world, whatever right. that that are devoted to to the supreme or right. whatever, you know. It's the separation thing that gets kind of tricky it does. it's the duality thing and, yeah. and and if you're just seeing everything as as uh consciousness, i yeah. guess it wouldn't be a problem you know like um somebody that really kind of i guess like helped me in the process was Rani Rashmani, who was um a a fisher fisher woman very low caste uh woman. Who married this really wealthy aristocrat, Bengali aristocrat, and he died and she got like all of his money. And she was this just badass champion of the poor and the people. Uh, during Sri Ramakrishna's time, she built Dakshineshwar, you know, the whole temple with right. her own money. Um, she would do like these like, epic acts, you know, where like the British government at that time would, didn't allow the fishermen to fish in this one part because of whatever. So all these families were like dying because they couldn't, couldn't yeah. yeah. So she bought that <laughs> part thing. of the river.
1: Yeah.
2: And, you so, know, like, like it was, you know, it, it was just like an example of somebody that's just a complete, uh, that a good example Yeah. And I think I think what it comes down to, like, really, honestly, what it comes down to is just unselfish action or selfish motives. You know, like when I see you, I always champ. I mean, I call you Jambu. Right. Because like you are a champion of people's goodness. I mean, you I don't know a lot of people like you that truly bring out people's just best like no pun intended, authentic selves. Like Mm. it's such a beautiful thing to watch. And it's so, um, it's so rare, you know, we're constantly cutting people down today, you know, in our minds. I mean,
0: I do do that too.
2: I'm not saying you don't do that, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying like...
1: And we're being really honest. No, out-vented. no, but
2: that's the other day why I yeah. was like, I don't want you to use the word hate right. because when I look at you and see yeah. you, like you are this incredible champion. So like, if you're like making money Doing off that, that process, like yeah. I don't find any fault in it because you're just... You're really just doing what, in my eyes, you just are, like, meant to do, you know? Yeah. I think what it comes down to is is money being used for just um, kind of just unrighteous, I guess, measures. I don't know. Yeah. It's still a I process mean, to of be, figuring you know, To be
0: continued. It's a big conversation. It's a big
1: conversation. And I
0: think I enjoy having it with you because we're, like, I know we fall on similar... Oh, you know, no. sides of right. that coin and just, you know, wanting to have an abundant life, wanting mm-hmm. to get massages and right. also go to India, you know, like, yeah. and also, you know, not needing any of that.
1: 100%. And just
0: like, where is the line? And yeah. it's, and I've had this conversation on this podcast before and, you know, people always give a different answer, but. The one thing that I did want to touch on is you were saying that, um, you know, some of the most spiritual people, you know, aren't sadhus right. and Gay Hendricks, who is on my podcast, he wrote in the late 90s a book called The Corporate Mystic. Mm-hmm. And he talks about all the time that the greatest spiritual teachers he knows don't call themselves spiritual teachers. And that some of these really high up business guys are actually like these deeply spiritual. Uh, And that just gives me hope.
1: Right, right. Like, I
0: think that we're like in an upswing. I really do believe that Mm -hmm. one of my teachers said, you know, with Trump and everything here, like, it's actually a part of the upswing, because Mm -hmm. it's waking people up in a way that like, it has to be a certain way for people to make a change. And so I do believe that. And I think business, you know, Gay Hendricks said that, because he's this big business mentor, you know, with Jeff Bezos and the Mike Dell and mm. all those guys that have like really made our right. technology what it is, saying that, you know, they are these awake humans right. and that, you know, in all of his seminars, it used to just be women. And now it's like male CEOs, too. Uh-huh. And it's like consciousness is really shifting in a direction mm. where we also live in a capitalist society mm-hmm. and we have to make decisions and we can be good in business and we can be good people.
1: Mm-hmm
0: what a concept. So, <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, mm-hmm. um, I asked the same two questions to everybody at the end of the podcast, starting mm-hmm. with an inauthentic, mm-hmm. maybe a decision that you've made mm-hmm. um, and how it maybe impacted your business. And you knew maybe in the moment it wasn't authentic, but you know, and maybe what you learned from that, mm. if you have an example.
2: In, in, in my
1: business specifically? Yeah, specifically
0: in your business, like right. around your career.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, like maybe, you know, Emery's was partnering with a brand that right. was really big, but then was like, buck,
1: right, right, you know, right, that right. kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Um, And at the time, maybe it felt authentic, but now you're like, maybe mm-hmm. that wasn't.
2: The right decision the right decision. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i mean shoot i have so many yeah um i don't know if i can like
0: we don't have to name names no no
2: i don't know if it's <laughs> more like a specific thing i think it's or, more, or just, just, like just a generally general, i yeah. think it's um letting the uh i think attraction of like Oh, God. You know, for instance, like just being told like we need a single for this album. I know it sounds cliche, but it's true. You know, like we need you to do this or be this or sound like this Yeah. in order for you to um, be quote successful or like make money or like when inside I feel it in my whole body that I don't want to do this, mm. right? I don't want to, um, this doesn't feel right, you know? And, and me ignoring that voice is, I think, the problem yeah. for me, you know, because I definitely have a, uh, definitely have a, you know, people pleaser kind of no. character.
0: Yeah. I had no idea. Yo,
2: really? Oh. Uh, <laughs> You know, part of
0: everyone to be happy. I
2: want everybody to be happy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, part of myself that can can really override a lot of decisions. And I I used to think that that was the correct way Mm. is to just please. And because you're being humble and Mm. whatever. Totally. And I think that um, as time's gone on, I've seen how how bad that's got you know the situations it's got me into have not been good yeah and and so for me those inauthentic moments are when i'm not like to put it simply speaking my truth or mm. doing what i feel uh to be right because i don't want to uh hurt anybody or yeah. displease anybody or like yeah. whatever um it's just it's yeah it's it's that's kind of been my biggest lesson i think with Totally. With uh-
0: Yeah. Even like an example that I'm thinking of yeah. is like, we'll be in the green room and you like, uh-huh. instead of speaking up. Right. and just saying i need some space like yeah. i'm not about to go on stage i've just had three glasses of yeah. wine and i'm being super loud yeah, yeah. but instead <laughs> but instead of being like krista you fuck, loud <laughs> get the fuck out i need yeah. some space like right. you don't want to like
2: i know i hurt don't my know my feelings why. or speak I your don't. truth
0: and then it becomes this internal bottle that well, we've let's, had just, this let's comes- just
2: be clear it's not just with you no, totally. but it's like it's totally it's when- it, but, I I don't know why I can't do that. Yeah, I don't know why. And I why. think
0: I love. Luckily, uh-huh. I get your truth uh-huh. when you want me to be quiet. Now <laughs> you can tell me, and I just maybe you should just start seeing the rest of the world like me. <laughs> <laughs> that's like your
1: worst
2: nightmare. That, that is my worst nightmare. <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, and I've like, like watched what, you, you know, put accommodate other accommodate
2: pe- or something, you know, accommodate, and I exactly. think that uh, that's just. Always got me into trouble. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things in your life where you know, like, what you have to do. Like, sure. you know what you have to do to, like, whatever, like, be correct or, uh, or not just be correct, whatever. You just, you know what you have to do yeah. in order to grow. Yeah. But it's so hard for you to do it. And you know? you'll just
0: keep and learning just, the lesson. And you're
2: right there, you know. <laughs> uh, at my, our Guruji tells this awesome story. I, he uses it a lot uh, where, um, you know, there's like a, 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 a guy on an ox cart, you know, and right. these two oxes, you know, and they're going on this trail and they've gone on this trail every day for so many years or yeah. whatever it is, you know, like so much time. And so it's just like natural, you know, and uh, one day it rains like really intensely. And that way, that road is blocked because it's muddy and there's whatever water you can't pass that way. So the, the coachman naturally you know pulls the reins for the ox to go to the left or whatever, right, and the ox are thinking, "Oh, what is this my my master is drunk, yeah, he doesn't know the way we're going we have to go this way, this is the way to go, and, but the oxman's is like, "Oh my God, my ox they they're being so stubborn, they don't know that this right. is the wrong way, right, and it's a symbolism like for the mind, you know. And the senses, right? So true. It's like once the, the those wheels have been making those indentations, right, in the earth,
1: Forever. right. So your
2: actions have been making these indentations in your mind, and it's so hard to pull the ox yeah. the other way, you know, because even though you know that that's the right way to go. <laughs> oh so, yeah. So it's just interesting that, um, it's just I'm still learning how yeah. to do that. I'm still learning how to just. Uh, be I guess truthful or, or speak my truth you know yeah. and well, not worry about what anybody's gonna say or yeah. feel you have to do what you have to do you but
0: know? I mean I I appreciate it because yeah. that's my whole thing Right? like right, yeah. I would rather you I don't think there's anything that you would say behind my back that you wouldn't say truthfully to my face and right. I think that and like it goes both ways and I right. think that is like the only friendships I'm interested in like yeah, having it's right now.
2: Yeah. so refreshing. Yeah. You know? And so
0: I appreciate it. And I think you're doing your like a job at it. Yeah, and on man, that note, thank God. Um, the best way to end is always sharing a moment of authenticity. So maybe a time that it wasn't super easy mm. to like be in integrity or make a decision, but you knew you had to, because it was the authentic or right thing to do. Mm. And um, you know, just sort of like what that is like, because sometimes that's not easy.
2: Oh, gosh! These are more rare and few in between. um
0: that's not true. You make a lot of authentic decisions I is- can give go- I can give you like five examples, but I want you to come up <laughs> with the <laughs>
2: um gosh, an authentic moment um.
0: You want me to give you an example?
2: Yeah, give me an example.
0: When, like, yeah. maybe a commercial or, like... Some, oh,
2: yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've gotten offered, like, Burger King ad, you know, for but, a bunch of money, and I, mean, I turned I, it down.
0: But that, to me, like, would be really hard.
2: Yeah, well, it's, it wasn't for me. I, that's why you're I so
0: authentic. Like, that, it's hard for you to think <laughs> of authentic things <laughs> because you make these decisions every uh, day. Like, Well,
2: yeah, I mean, that was... That, That's a big th- one. That type of thing was easy for me just yeah. because of just how sacred, I guess, the cow is to my spiritual. Okay, yeah.
0: So maybe that like, one. Like,
2: that was easy. Okay. But Something like that. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I mean, I think, like, I could almost use the same example of, like, um, not, you know, recording like a song because I felt like it wasn't me. Or right. actually going as far as recording the song, which has happened many times, And being pressured by whoever to release the song because they think it'll make me a bunch of money or be on the radio and me just saying, no, because Mm -hmm. it's not, I don't feel like it's, it's me. And some people may say, oh, that's foolish. Why don't you just, you know, there's that argument of, well, you should just do that because then you'll have all this money and then you'll be able Mm -hmm. to do what you want. Totally. And it's like, yeah, that's true. That's, I, I've. I, uh, uh, recognize that view. Like I get it. That's definitely a view, but that's not my view. Yeah. And just like, fuck off. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, um,
0: can't help
1: you.
2: Yeah. But I think like, I don't know, like, um, I don't know why I'm like thinking of this story. Like I, I don't know <laughs> if, it, if it has to like do with like authenticity, but, um, there's so many different, different, um, you know, we can have a whole nother podcast on like views of like success and what, well, is, totally. what does success mean? Is it financial? Is it happiness? Right. Is not whatever? But like, I think for me, like, my most like authentic or successful moment in my career um, was, you know, I, have this whole album, Kala, you know, that's inspired by my grandmother of what she told me, you know, when she said, you know, time is such a wonderful gift, you know. And um, it was really interesting for me to hear that because I've always been pressured by time. I've always right. felt like time is this thing that I'm running out of and I got to figure out the secrets of life before I die or else I'm a failure or what, whatever it is, you know, and um, so the whole album was kind of about how her words time is such a wonderful gift had uh healed helped heal that kind of view in my mind or view in my mind but the interesting thing about the whole thing was um how it how it how it made me view i'll try to uh, condense the story as much as I can. Wrap it up. Okay, I'm sorry, but uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. How uh, I love your story? How time became like a spirit, you yeah. Know? And how and how there's so many times in my life where um, you know I'm like, oh my god, that was so arranged mm-hmm. by something higher than myself. And you know, my grandmother inspired this whole album. The whole thing was I've talked about my grandmother so much, whatever. And you know, I turn the album into the label. They say, okay, you know, our release date's gonna be August 16th. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. That's my dad's, you know, birthday. Yeah. That's so funny. How whatever, how coincidental, you know, whatever. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: And then, you know, you then you just continue, you know, being a touring musician, you're kind of just going where the wind takes you, you know, and you don't plan anything really, and you're on tour, and I'm on tour and we're releasing this album and You know, I'm on tour and then I look at the calendar. I'm like, oh my God, like on August 16th, we're going to be in Hilton Head. Mm. You know, we're going to be in South where I grew up, you know. So I'm going to be able to be with my dad. We have this day off, you know, I'm going to be with my dad for his 60th or whatever it was birthday, and uh, which is awesome in itself. And then I have this day off, like and the album will come out. That's amazing. Yeah. But what I didn't put together was when I got to Hilton Head, it's my dad's birthday, right? Emery's whole family comes and surprises him. So we're all together. Um, my aunts and uncles come, like the whole thing. And uh, I get to be with my grandmother on that
1: day. Mm. You
2: know, I get to go into her nursing home where she was and like play her uh, the album that she like inspired. And it was the most like, I mean, I was in tears, you know, bawling. It was just this full circle moment, the most authentic, successful moment of my career, more than Red Rocks, more than, you know, playing in front of whoever, you know, it was that moment, it being with my grandmother, you know? So I I think that, I don't know why that story was coming, but it was just to talk about what's authentic and to, yeah. you, to you I
0: mean I know I
2: to that. you, you know to yeah. you, um what's successful to you, like that's what I count as my most cherished memory rather than
1: yeah.
0: you
2: know playing on a big stage or whatever it is, you know I love that um.
0: But playing on a big stage is pretty cool. It's
2: pretty cool. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Everything is right on time.
2: Yeah. Everything's on time. I
0: know you love it when I quote your songs back to you. Yeah, that's
2: it's amazing. (laughs) Your favorite thing that that I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. I just love it so much.
0: Oh, Trev, thanks for calling on my podcast. I can't believe
2: it's over.
0: We'll do it again. Can we
2: do it again? Yeah. I hope it was good. It
0: was so good. So, calls to action. I, I know them. It. Trev, I'm going to do your calls to
1: action.
0: Okay, do it. So, com. <laughs> He's going to be announcing his spring tour very soon. Yeah. I'm very excited about this, though I won't see it because I'll be in Nepal. You
2: will be in Nepal.
0: But, um, very excited about your opener. Big fan. Big fan. Um, and Red Rocks May 1st. May 1st, there are still tickets, but you better hurry.
2: Yeah, Citizen Co. Pricing Appalachia. It's a big one,
0: big one, and some epic new merch. I have to say, in the store, <laughs> even
2: though it's not blue and orange, it's not,
0: not <laughs> yes, <laughs> there Christmas will be a blue and orange piece of merch, and you're welcome <laughs> in advance. Um, yeah, it's fun, it's fun getting to witness, you know, the process. Yeah. It's pretty cool, yeah. I'm very grateful for our friendship.
2: I am too. I love you very much. I love much. you so much. Even though I verbally just kill you every <laughs> single moment of every day.
0: The brother I always never knew I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Oh, God. Anyway, thank you for being here. Thank you for doing thank this. You so much. And to I everybody listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And until next time, keep growing.